this is not good. I don't like this. And so that was the only time I went. The other time. That's what your brain my, said. No, my mom. Pause, pause. That was the only time I went. The other time. <laughs> <laughs> the other time, I, myself and my. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beers, episode 181. Zach, how's it going? I got nothing. Andy? Nothing times two. Scott? Yeah, baby. Yeah, we're back from our hiatus. What, what about you, Jeff? Uh, I'm okay. Well, I I'd like holidays. to take this opportunity to thank you guys for so many different things. And that's the way I should rumble here. And I'm never going to thank you for those again. Yes. Well, some on the fly. You guys are, are very excited to be on the microphones tonight. I can tell I'm having to turn things down. Well, if I'm honest, to, <laughs> if we can reveal how the fudge is packed, the vocals are a little bit the um, music was a little hot in my ears and I may have been compensating by talking so. louder. It was mm. hot. I'll give you that. Yeah. It was the hottest of music. It was hot. All right. Well, I'm going to start off. I am, uh, I'm I've 65 on, years old. Yeah. I've been a on gym a teacher. Okay. I've been on a keto diet for now 10 days. And oh I've, my gosh. And now I want y'all to know I'm a fast food eating giant. And, um, I have not had fast food for 10 days. I haven't had bread. I haven't had pasta. Wow. I haven't had anything sugary sweet, which is right in my ballpark. Mm. Uh, I am drinking a whiskey right now because it is, uh, what is it, low in whatever. Glycemic index. <laughs> it's low in a lot of things. <laughs> anyway. Um, it's the drink you want if you're pre-diabetic. Right. Anyway, I am getting hammered off of like one drunk. What? <laughs> yes. I'm already there. Wow. The, proof, the proof is in the verbiage. Did you say the poof? <laughs> the poof is in the verbiage. Listen, guys, the proof is in the poof, okay? You can, you can, you can a, slice it any way you want to, but that's the way it is. So <laughs> it's it's the evening. I've had a antipasta salad. That is all I've had. I this, hate pasta, this too. This day. And, totally anti-pasta. And a glass of red wine, and now I'm having whiskey. So, you know, if well, you get on the keto my, diet. My great surprise yeah. for you. I oh, brought okay. You well, here we because go. You're on the keto diet. Yes. You got to pit, you got to, like, I don't know. What is that? It's a cut water vodka soda, zero carbs, c- c- zero, c- c- cal- c- zero sugar. It's so strong. And maybe Scott wants that? Dude, it's Did you just so point strong. at your shoulder? No, no, he's giving me cues. No, no. Scott, Scott is uh, um, something else. Yep. Uh, vodka soda. I brought it. I mean, who doesn't like? It's cucumber vodka soda. Who doesn't like cucumber? I mean, mm. I've no. got a cu- I've got one in my pants right now, but I brought you one here for you to drink. <laughs> this is made Thank for TikTokers. You. Thank you so much, Zach. <laughs> Cut water vodka soda sponsored Just by TikTok. Coming over here. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, Zach, for that hug. Well, well, hold on. Let me give me full embrace. Okay. All right. Uh, Lean into it. How many uh, seconds should I count to? Mold. Just, just don't tap oh. me three times in the back. Like I'm, we're I'm bro molded. Hugging. Okay, we're, we're more okay, than thank you. At this point, this is that more than a good. bro hug. No, that felt good. Well, leave that there. You got a nice, healthy pour of whiskey. And then uh, Andy, Scooter, and myself. I'm assuming, Scooter, you want one of these guys? Yeah, I don't care about my weight. So, obviously. Amalgamator. Mm-hmm. You say Maga? Mal- Malgamator. That's the next one that's coming out. Not till 2024. It's the best. Uh, yes. Thank you. Beachwood Amalgamator. Thank it, you, Zach. It is fantastic. So thanks for getting this, Zach. You're welcome. Maybe we'll get to some uh, Modern Times Orderville's later on, but 
if you're not in a place where you can get an amalgamator from Beechwood, then I feel sorry for you, son. Yeah. You've made poor life decisions. Got 99 problems, but Beechwood ain't one. I feel sorry for Jeff, But a Beechwood ain't one. That's a thing. Because this is Jeff's favorite beer, and we're just drinking it right in front of It's right there. Is this tempting? Are we making a brother stumble? No, I don't think so. I I don't think so. So good. Now, Jeff, I will say, you already have a strong jawline. Okay. And it is enhanced. Like your jaw cuts light a little bit better than it did 10 days ago. So good on you for sticking to this diet. Feels starting good. it in the midst of holiday season, which can't be easy. Nope. It's probably a bad move, but yeah. That's probably what my wife tells me mistake. every time I start a diet and it always fails in the holidays. There is wisdom in the wives. Uh, yes. But I How am many 10 days in. I'm 10 days in. What's that? How many wives? <laughs> Nothing. It's okay. You uh, you were hanging out with the Mormons today, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> All right. Well, what are we talking about? I have an out of context. Uh, oh, that reminds me of what I was going to say for the intro that I blanked on. Oh, crap. <laughs> Gold darn it. I didn't mean to piggyback on yours, too. I just wasn't. I, I made myself not ready, realizing that we hadn't done little mic checks before. Oh, uh, that's all right. No, I totally drew a blank. So I, I got nothing. I had nothing. Keep it in your pocket. But now you remembered. I did remember. Now you forgot again. All right, Scott, Mike, no, check. No, I remembered. Check. Give me one, two, three. One, two, three. Andy, give me a mic check. One, two, three. Mic check. Mic check. Yeah, yeah. All right, Zach. You'll never guess what Stephen Furtick said next. <laughs> After the break. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's that's all everything is, is like, you won't believe. <laughs> right. The most brutal takedown. If you use the word brutal yeah. or uh, savage. Okay. Has the left gone insane? Has the right gone insane? <laughs> Incredible one. takedown. Watch this brutal okay. destroyer. Before we of- move on, <laughs> let's any any uh, any quick little personal uh, personal stories that you can uh, you know take a minute or two to share. Anybody? What's going on in life? Wow, it sounds like you have something for us, Jeff. Yeah, it sounds like you don't want to hear that much of what's going on in our life. <laughs> <laughs> just quick. I kind of want to. Quick. Kind of want. This is a performative, isn't it? What do you got, Jeff? Do I it. would like to say I want to hear what you have to say. No, I literally would. I mean, I do have something to share in that environment, that realm. But I well, just share that then, know. man. Let us. We'll we'll warm up when we get there. What okay. Is, what do you got going on? No, I had. Uh, I, I usually go and see my father um, once a year. I drive out there. I hate driving out there. Sometimes I fly, but uh, he's outside of Boise, Idaho. When you go to see him, does he know that you're watching him? <laughs> does he know you're there? <laughs> so you just hang out in sweatpants in the yeah, corner. So, and- <laughs> so my dad's life consists of playing about? golf, usually six six o'clock to nine thirty in the morning, and before that he wakes up at like three thirty and has his coffee, little breakfast, and then uh, and then he, what does he do for the other two hours and forty five no, minutes? He'll, he'll watch TV or I don't know, he'll go to the gym or work out in his living room or whatever. He stays at home, but then he goes and plays golf. He comes home and he watches about six to seven hours of TV. He knows every series from Netflix, prime Hulu, everything across the board. He's got it all. All he asks you all the time is, Hey, have you seen this series? How about this? You want to watch this? You want to watch some TV? I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Yes. Uh, and you're like, oh, yeah, I just binged that last night. Yeah, I yeah. saw all that stuff. I stayed up till three. Dad, I was on the phone with you. We had a watch party. When you when you woke up, I went to bed. So Zach's saying, does he even know that I'm there? 
That's the point. He's just kind of staring at the television. However, I did get him to go to downtown Boise with me and we went to Ten Barrel Brewing. I think you mean Boise. Boise. Because it's French. Yeah, Boise. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Ten Barrel Brewing, really cool vibe, a good uh, restaurant slash brewery. And they have a fantastic IPA called Joe's IPA. And um, pronounced Jose. I got that. Thank you. And and he ha- doesn't drink alcohol. In fact, he's probably had one beer in the last twenty five years. And so I'm like, okay, you're gonna want something like a pilsner, something light, or you're gonna be flat on the floor. And if you have an IPA, so we get him a pilsner, and he has drank his like maybe three quarters of the beer. He's like, whoa. Huh. I'm buzzed. And that's... Do you see that clown in the corner too? (laughs) (laughs) So it was fantastic to have my dad out for like an hour and a half. We got to just sit at the bar, have our one beer, which was just great, and and have a great conversation with my dad, which hasn't happened in a very long time. And it was fun. And he had a good time because he's a hermit. I mean, he's pretty much... Do you guys go deep? Like how? No. What's your version of no, a, a great no, conversation? It's no. like like what Hulu shows did you talk about? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. No, just to talk about. He was saying it was. It's really nice to be out. Like oh. I haven't been out in years. Like I could do this, and he goes, I would just feel kind of weird being at a a bar by myself. And I'm like, well, you go and you chat up somebody. I can Maybe. give him some lessons. Yeah, how to yeah. do that. <laughs> well, but it was just fun to see my dad out of his environment, which is his home or a golf course. And he was just enjoying the time in the evening in downtown Boise. And I was just, I was so happy that I'm like, I got him out of the house. Like that is impossible. And he was up for it. And so it was really cool. So, uh, and then Good I, for you. yeah. And then I found out the Joe's IPA, which was fantastic. It is right there with some of the better IPAs that I have had to drink. It was the last Joe's IPA they ever will serve, mm. ever. And I'm like, are you serious? And she's like, yep. All our VIPs, they come and that's what they get because it's it's our it's the best. And because we've been selling it for $2 a pint to all of our VIPs, they cut it off. I'm like that is stupidest. So we're gonna punish heard. our VIPs. Yeah, the stupidest. They like and no drink. one knows how to use the <laughs> cash register to change the pricing yeah. on anything. So we're like, forget it. Just stop selling Even, the most popular. Do you guys know beer. how markets work? <laughs> yeah. No. I said, if you canned the this, machine, said two dollars. If you canned this, just can it <laughs> and set it off, and it will sell. They put the can't in can. Yeah. But that's uh, uh, I like that. That's good, Andy. Uh, so but that's special though. You had that moment. No one ever. No one else is going to have that beer, and you had it with your dad. Absolutely. In that moment, so was, good for you. It was a cool. good good night. I'm glad I went out there. I'll be curious to see if you. Do you think that uh, the next time that you're up there, that he he will be even more receptive to going out on the town? I think so. And uh, and now that you brought it up, that's I'm um, I'm uh, looking forward to that. Maybe a little uh, little strip club next time. Maybe. Hey. Seems like this is the next natural thing. You took him to a bar. Yeah. Sounds Obviously. Like a, sounds like a good Geico commercial. Yeah. 
Side note, I've never been to a strip bar. Keeping that streak alive. Really? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I would say you've got a, uh, knowing you and your family life and feel like I've got a good handle on um, your complete uh, identity as a husband, father, and a generous lover t- to your <laughs> wife. Um, can I keep, if I keep talking, it's going to get more awkward, but- should I we go like, around the horn? I feel like, like who else hasn't wait, been to a strip club? Your streak, lead up. I felt like I didn't need to give that to everybody. Your streak is going to uh, be into. I feel like you got a good chance of like maintaining. You could this go streak. it all the way. Well, I did. I'm way. trying to compliment you. I did. It's just taking t- a long time. <laughs> <laughs> From the time that you were born, <laughs> when you were the born, they said there was there was potential of you falling into strip club club land. <laughs> this seems like one of those comer- or one of those questions they would have on the uh, it was old old game show the dating game and they would ask the questions uh, and it'd be yeah. a husband or wife and they'd be newly married and they would say maybe it was called the newlywed game and they would say uh, you know that couldn't be um, since since its inception how many strip clubs has your husband been to. Since its inception, what's it? The you know your husband. The inception of the strip. Club. You, no, the, <laughs> since the invention. But I, I'm pretty sure there have been 20, questions. 000. There have been questions like that on that game show, old game show, yeah. where people have been like, "Oh, my, the wife would say zero, and it'd be like, oh, uh, maybe like 13. and just like, "Oh, we're done now. Mm. No, no more marriage." You could just see no the moment marriage. where it dissolves. The marriage dissolves right there on the screen. I will say. If you can't tell, listener, uh, we don't have a plan for tonight. So if you need a podcast with a plan, move on. Go listen to Sam Harris or some other podcast where they plan their episodes out and then charge you for the back half of the episode. Yeah. So, but I will say, if we were playing the game, I've never, mm-hmm. where somebody says, I've never, never, have I ever. never have I ever, and then you have to lose one of your rose petals if you've done something, never have I ever gone to a strip club, Andy... Would would win that round? I know. I don't want to put. I don't want to put you guys on the. Well, that that's not comfortable. We or no or one, is it? No one has to answer that. question. I mean, we're if we're being okay. real. Well, yeah, but do okay. I don't know. I did not. You go, started to ask that. I did, honesty, Jeff. Yeah, you're the uh, one who took your dad to a strip club. I've yeah. been to. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to two twice two strip clubs with your dad. Nope. <laughs> Once with my mom. <laughs> what? Two, Hold oh my on. god! There's a story. Oh I was a kid. I'm I was a kid. No, it's my sister. I was a kid, and we needed money real bad. Because <laughs> rent don't pay itself. Uh, this is before cell phones, and there wasn't You're a pay phone a, around. Learn a lesson in economics, son. I had a. I had oh, a. I had. I didn't go. My friend, he's like, well, let's go to a strip club. I'm like, I'd never been to a strip club, so I went with him. And I'm how like, old? Uh, I was probably twenty, somewhere around there. They got great nachos, and I'm like. I am so uncomfortable. This is not fun. I, I, this is not good. I don't like this. And so that was the only time I went. The other time. That's what your brain my, said. No, my mom. Pause, pause. That was the only time I went. The other time. <laughs> <laughs> the other time, I, myself and my sister stood in the, like a little lobby area outside. It was inside, but you couldn't, you weren't actually inside my mom had to use a phone i believe she left you in what <laughs> churches call a foyer yes i was in the foyer <laughs> strip club of foyer. a strip club in a garden girl boulevard and she, and she disappeared for two minutes came back and with a thousand dollars and we didn't ask her <laughs> we didn't ask any questions but we uh, ate great that month anyway 
God rest your soul. Yeah. We I didn't would, go all, actually all the way into the strip club. I would lose too. One time, uh, young, I don't know. I was still in high school. So sorry, mom, dad, if you listen, <laughs> uh, like 17 or probably 17, maybe 18. Uh, and it was, uh, it was an obligatory trip that often young gentlemen do to try to go party down to uh, Tijuana, living in Southern California, drove oh. down to Tijuana, and uh, it was it was gross. It and feels so, like a that's a nobody wins. Situation. Oh, it was a nobody. Shoot. I mean, I had fun in Tijuana, walking around, and we we had a good time. But uh, the the strip club experience that I had was gross and not good, and it probably did me a favor uh, in the long term scheme of things. It was not like a oh, I should do this again. I'm not saying that's all strip club experiences. I'm well, not speaking on behalf of everyone, but for me, it was um, lesson learned. That's most- I'm glad I got back to the house, by the way, and didn't get <laughs> didn't get thrown in. Yeah. I've heard prison. stories about like getting arrested by cops in Tijuana and uh, having to give them twenty bucks or something to get out, which I wouldn't have been able to do. <laughs> I feel like most good dudes I know who have been to one have a similar sort of experience they're like we we went i was young and it was just like oh let's go, let's go check it out and next time there uh, next thing i know i'm there and and i'm looking at this going like mm, nope not interested no bueno as the locals say am <laughs> yeah. i right scott yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 no bueno yeah you don't have to answer scott we can give you a mulligan uh but- no i um I had friends who they were mm-hmm. just in college. Like they were so pumped, amped to the, go to the strip club. I'm like, really? Great nachos. Okay. Have fun with that. Yeah, I've been. It's uh, it's pretty disappointing for the most part. Use your mic. Yeah. yeah. Like a big boy. Oh. It's disappointing. Yeah. It's not it you might be amped to go and then you get there and it's like, well, what am I actually gonna do here? It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's it, there's the the it's very clearly, at least from my perspective, being somebody who, even at the time, even being that young and not planning on starting a family at 17, 18, but knowing like, I want, I want somebody that I love and that loves me and I want to build a family and a life together. I kind of had that. I'm, I think I'm kind of an old soul, not as old as Jeff's soul, but definitely an old soul. And it's just, it's just so, it just feels cheap and so it's just not 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 the real deal, and even even if you're like having fun and pretending to have fun with your friends, it's still there's still something in it that's like oh it's it's missing the actual realness of intimate connection with a human individual that feels the same way about you. So, man, I think that there's uh, probably at the root of something like that. We we can, I bet there's multiple times in our lives that we can look back at situations where we feel like we are in or have put ourselves in uh, situations and we're recognizing that it's, it's not representative of who we are. And, and maybe sometimes that's like conviction of the Holy spirit of, of this is not, this is not who I want you to be. This is not the person I, I want you to be. And um, so it doesn't, it doesn't get just con- get constrained by did your friends all convince you to go to a strip club or not? But, um, but whatever the, whatever the thing is, I'm sure that there's lots of those moments that we can look back on. And, um, what I'm curious about is 
when those when those things happen um do you feel like there is a well i'm trying i'm trying to imagine like a a, a spectrum of where uh there is a personal conscience and there's the holy spirit and maybe maybe there's feel free to say that there is no difference between those two things if you feel like there is no difference but i am wondering when you when you when you are in those scenarios where you're feeling personally convicted about like this is you talk about contradic- like recognition yeah like you're like this is yeah. contradict this isn't who i am right. i'm catching myself in a scenario and either in the process of or about to engage and i'm like this is not this is not me and whether that is like i said what i'm trying to get to is where do you where do you find the balance between the holy spirit for lack of a better term convicting you I'll just say, I'll, I'll say it, I'll put it that way and feel free to reword it if you want to reword it and uh, your own personal conscience. And if you want to deconstruct it and say there's no difference between the two, that's, I'm okay with that. Ooh, this is compelling. This is a good thought experiment. My initial reaction, and you guys know, always subject to change as I like to ride that fence. Uh, I lean towards the same with a bunch of caveats. Like I don't, if I think there is what, what the Holy spirit is and what, what, so we all know Christians that speak Christianese fluently in a way that can be cheesy and a little bit caricatured of a, Oh, this is how a Christian would talk in a, in a bad movie. We know those people that do that genuinely. Yeah. Now what they're experiencing could be the same as an atheist that you know, or somebody that doesn't have the same Holy Spirit language, but they're doing the same thing, whether it's a conviction or I've, I felt like I should be doing something else, or I really felt a pull to this. I was not in a good spot. I need to go in a different direction. That person would yeah. use very different language to describe the fruit of which might look like the same thing to us. So are you saying so that, my, that is- I'm, I think they could be the same thing or they're often confused and maybe one miss is closer to the mark of like the un or the undistilled version of what the Holy spirit is saying. And one might be clouded by something else, but I, I think we would be, you'd be, I wouldn't be surprised to find out like that what we call conscience, no matter the language you used to describe being told in your inner self that I need to move in a different direction. I think there's a universal version of that that might use language that is not Christian because they don't have that context to, to operate out of. So I, right now I would go maybe the same with a bunch of caveats, different words to say the same thing. Yeah. What is the fruit of what's going on is like, you're being pulled in a direction and it, it might all be God and we're just using different language for it, um, which is a little uncomfortable to say, but that's why I say with caveats, because you know, I, I reserve the right to change whenever I, make somebody uncomfortable and I don't like it. How about that? Yeah, I think, I think there's a possibility that depending on how you're living your life, you know, where you're always, you're in prayer a lot, you, there are actions that you take during the day in a good way. You could just take someone who like gives of their time in a very generous way to others. And, uh, you know, they pray in the morning, they go out and they're, you know, it's, it's, things are good during the day in terms of like what you're doing. Like it's a, there are no idle hands. There's people that are just constantly giving and working and, and then, you know, 
being with their family and praying together. And, and it seems that the conscience would be, uh, the Holy spirit would be flowing through that person compared to somebody who's like trying to figure out how to rob a bank and, and they could even be, uh, or, or just trying to, uh, finagle some money or whatever it might be. Um, and that person could be a Christian and they're on tough times and they're making the most, the worst decisions they could possibly make, but they are lost in life. And they could be at some point where like, they could be praying, like, what am I doing? I'm in such a lost place. I can't even believe I'm thinking this. And all of a sudden it's like, is what you're doing right now, your conscience speaking to you? Is the Holy Spirit speaking to you in that your conscience and your Holy Spirit in like you've been going down the wrong path and all of a sudden now you're you're realizing this is wrong. I've recognized I'm obviously this is wrong, but why do I continue to do this? Maybe so, you're somebody so that's <laughs> Okay, guys. Maybe you're... <laughs> what else I was gonna say? That. I can do this I all do night. <laughs> Uh, what if you're somebody that has, I, I, we all know people that I know people are, yeah. And they breathe <laughs> and they eat food and <laughs> sometimes they even drink whiskey, um, spread some cool whip on their, uh, bread. Get off that mic. Maybe it's white bread. It, is this creepy? Use, you use some proper mic sense. technique. Am I, am I too close? But do you think that that is the ha- which where is the division line? That's the, really where the question comes in. I think you kind of reiterated some some options there, but when it comes down to it, is it people who are feeling convicted? I like your example of like, hey, I'm in I'm in tough times. I've got hard decisions to make, and I'm trying and and all of a sudden I'm I'm maybe contemplating or in the middle of an action that I feel like is contradictory t- to the core of lack of a better term, being a good guy. I, mm-hmm. I see myself as a good guy and I'm doing something that doesn't match up with that. And I'm feeling convicted about that. Is that conscience your conscience? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit or, or to Zach's point, is, it, is that the same thing? Well, I think uh, my answer may have not been super clear, but I would say it's it's the same thing. Okay. Wait, so you're, Jeff, you're saying that the conscience, there's no difference between your personal conscience and the Holy Spirit, there's no difference between those? No, I think at, at I like think it's got the okay, clarify. Sorry, I think at times, it's a good question. I think at times, like the situation I pointed out with, you know, I'm lost and why I've been doing this, all of a sudden your, your conscience is, is muddled. It knows, you know that this is wrong. And, but some people would say, it's not wrong. I'll I'll do I'll do uh, what I want, like, but they're not like, convicted, like so. the strippers, right? <laughs> Maybe you don't know Amber. Well, I guess some strippers could be in the same position where they, you know, they I was think gonna, it's wrong. But they I was going to use it. the phrase "my my conscience is clear," yeah. but there are people that say they they've done horrible things, but they're like, "It's not horrible. My conscience is clear." But and, and that's a little different. So it's it's thinking about the conviction, like where is, right. if that where where is that conviction conviction being directed from? Because I think your conscience, you could probably. Over time, with if repeated behaviors, you could change right. your conscious, your your center point or your anchor point. But I think you I ultimately can change. But I think you ultimately know this is 
like if you're if it if it's truly the Holy Spirit, you know, as much as you want to reinforce something, some behavior or action of something that you know is wrong, but then you do it so much, you're like, this is this is fine, this is right, but ultimately, deep deep down, you know in your heart of hearts that the Holy Spirit is convicting you, like you're on the wrong side of the tracks. So you. So you're so you would you would land in the camp of conscience, Holy Spirit. There's no difference. It's just two different words for the same thing. You can say maybe. I think the Holy Spirit corrects the conscience. Oh, that's interesting. But well, does the Holy Spirit have a conscience? <laughs> the Holy that's Spirit. Really our question. The Holy Spirit <laughs> clearly is the truth and nudges the like. Pokes and prods the conscience. It's like, are you sure about this? And I'm only nudging you because I'm sure you are going in the wrong direction. So is it a game of telephone? I'm not I'm trying to be. Uh, I don't think per- it's not telephone. pejorative. You know what I mean? Though, like, right? You, what you're saying is the con- is Holy Spirit informs the conscience, which the conscience then informs our consciousness. I actually like the telephone thing. Is uh, that seems like what you're suggesting. I'm not criticizing there, at all. I'm just no. clar- just understanding that it might be it might be right. I don't what, know. Why, Andy? <laughs> why did you? He like raised his seat up as he's asking this question, so he could look down on Jeff even more. If you don't know, Jeff and I are, and basically we're in like loungers for this podcast. I don't it's think it's very te- comfortable. I don't think it's telephone. I, I mean, there's there's some there. I would say there's something circular. In terms of conscience, Holy Spirit, the conscience, because the conscience is like, I'm aware, but I can, I can reason wrong things. I can reason to do bad things and I can reason it out. Whereas the Holy Spirit is complete truth and good and your conscience is like you're deceiving yourself. Yeah, if there is such a thing as the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna find a way to like toss this to Scott <laughs> and Jeff. Jeff or Jeff, Andy asked the question. Um, so and we haven't heard what Andy thinks. Uh, but Folky asked a question. Okay, I'm gonna say they're separate. You think that's my answer? Okay, I do like this real time, like real time thought experiment. That's good. The danger is saying. The real danger is saying this is my final answer. Well, it should for never now. be a final answer. Forever. I well, I have a final answer. I just know there's there's finally there there's oftentimes when I hear people talk about being convicted or feeling like God was telling them something. Very often, you can look behind the scenes and it's like, oh, there's very practical reasons why you would make this decision. That I could imagine somebody that doesn't have a Christian worldview making similar decisions based on reason and intuition to where it's like, that's where I'm like, you're in the same ballpark, but I, I'm not going to make the statement that they are the same. I'm not going to make a objective statement of like conscious Holy Spirit, same thing. Um, but I like the telephone analogy because I, I do think I, I like the idea of if God is trying to communicate something to us, it has to go through our own lenses of culture, background, experience, emotions, all that stuff before it gets filtered through all that stuff. And so 
it gets undistilled or I don't know if distilled is better to, to where it's affecting how you are perceiving what the Holy Spirit want, what God is communicating to you. Cause I, I don't think, are you changing your answer? No, I, 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 I don't think I am. If we rewind the tapes, before you said that they were different words for the same thing. We can have the core report and read very it back. Often, exactly. Very often they are, is is my final answer. I think... You're saying both and? Yes. And yes, that's and. I know that's frustrating because we're supposed to speak in A <laughs> versus B. Um, but I don't want to say... So there's a big part of me that's like struggles with like, yeah. God told me to do this because I've seen so many people that are so sure about what God told them to do and I know based on the fruit of it and in hindsight that it was total bullshit, that it was what they wanted to do anyway. And so having seen that enough times, there's always got to be the caveat for me of like, I think you just felt like you needed to do that for various reasons. Yeah. Some of them good or bad. And it's tough to know which is which. And so I, I think oftentimes the fruit of it is they're the same thing. We're just using different language to communicate it very I, often. I get it. And I was trying to make it a little easier than that, just like by narrowing in on uh, finding yourself in a negative situation that felt outside of like the core of who you were, your identity, and and whether you ascribe to this or not, like what you believe your God's identity is for you. Okay. Rather than like, you're calling me into something bigger and better. Okay. And I believe that it's more like, uh, yeah, like it, narrowing in on the 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 conviction side of things cuz okay uh i worry that we can boil the ocean on the other side of things oh does that yeah make sense? for sure for so, sure so does that change your answer at I all i think it's the same well i think it's in the same just zero in on guilt and shame it's huh. the same family of conversation but guilt and shame i don't know god i guess that does complicate it some the conviction word is the one maybe that's helpful where you that's where you're like the recognition of like oh i see I, this isn't me. Like if I could narrow it to one sentence, the point where you look at it and you go, this isn't who I am. Yeah. So how are you answering that? I could jump Scott. We started to go to Scott, but Scott's ready to go. Scott's been very silent and I want to give him an opportunity as he's ready. An important member, dare I say, maybe even 25% of this podcast. Uh, in the, Hopefully in the ballpark there. He's yeah. marinating the Holy Spirit right whereabouts now. Whereabouts there, yeah. Um, Are you? Do you feel convicted to say something? <laughs> I'm just taking. What is your it conscience? In. I'm trying say? to learn. I'm trying to learn because my conscience from past episodes, Ooh, you know. You know oh, so I'm just trying to wow. take it in. Oh, you know, chronological conscience. Uh, well, yeah. I, I mean, definitely the Holy Spirit exists. I mean, the Holy Spirit was there before, uh, in the, in the beginning. Um, and Jesus said He's going to send the Holy Spirit, the Helper, and the Holy Spirit was Bible pour, study time, guys. Poured out. Well. If we're talking about the Holy Spirit, where are we going to get our information from? So, uh, so the Holy Spirit was was uh, poured out on the disciples at Pentecost. Uh, so, that, I have a quick point of clarification: uh-huh. like the Bible is that God wrote words down on paper no, and gave it to us. <laughs> Wait, God wrote words down on paper. <laughs> I mean, right, we have, we've, we've talked about. We said this before. God wrote it down. I don't. Yeah, the the debate is not not the existence of the Holy Spirit. By the way, that's not the that's not the core of the question. Wait, but Andy. To, Andy, that's my, why it's Bible study. But my my clarification was like you're making I you're setting up your framework for what what your opinion is on this thing. How do you feel about me? Just tell us who you are. You, pushing you on being what you are declaring as absolute truth, you're kind of making absolute statements. They're actually statements of faith. Is that, would you agree with that? 
No, they're abs- they're absolute statements. Okay. Yeah. No, I know, but do you th- you're making s- you believe the Holy Spirit is a thing? Uh, sure. Is that a, that's a statement of faith? Whether I a- believe the Holy Spirit is absolutely true. Okay. I, yeah. I don't. So, um, as yeah, as a believer in Jesus, then that that's what Jesus said. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. I I don't know. I don't know what other category to put the Holy Spirit in. Uh, I cannot equate the Holy Spirit to conscience, but I do think the Holy Spirit informs our conscience. So I, it's right. two, it's two separate questions. And I totally he's agree. He's on there. the telephone. Yeah. Okay. It's Keep two going. separate questions. The first one is: Does the Holy Spirit actually exist outside of our conscience? And the second thing is: uh, In any particular situation, is it our conscience or is it the Holy Spirit? Okay. And so just because someone in Zach's example, um, where, where some Christian, uh, says, Oh, this is the Holy spirit, but there, it could, it could just be their conscience that has no bearing on whether the Holy spirit exists or not. Okay. So what, what some Christian does. Okay. Doesn't pertain to truth. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the Holy spirit informs our conscience and we can grieve the Holy spirit. Our, but Ooh. and also our conscience can be seared. What do you mean by grieve the Holy Spirit? By the way, so it would it would be going against the the conviction that the Holy Spirit puts on our heart that we would we would go against that, and and, and that it, somehow grieves. So the Holy would Spirit. us going against it be the conscience? Like our conscience is going to go against the Holy Spirit. Our conscience. Well, I don't know about our conscience, but our actions. We 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 ignore or deny the Holy Spirit's conviction or leading. Which is kind of what I was saying. You said that, yes, the Holy, like our, we could be impacted one way or the other. We could push away the Holy Spirit and say, you know what? Don't need you right now. I'm going to go and, mm. and make a decision. I'm going to do my own. own thing. But the Holy Spirit right. ultimately is leading us towards obedience to Christ. Because it's truth. It's good. It's truth. It's, it's true. Right. It's yeah, good. It's good. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. Um, and, and yeah, uh, non-Christians, God deniers, they have consciences, but where do we get that from? Well, yeah, the, the Bible tells us that too, that they, they also have a conscience and they're accountable for being obedient to that conscience. But some, some people's consciences have been distorted, whether it's from their upbringing, other environmental factors, them hardening their heart against certain things. Mm-hmm. So you see them as two different things. Well, the Holy Spirit and conscience. Yeah, you see them as like kind of separate, I, separate but related, and almost like you can't you know, define I, it. I, I can't even. I mean, whether this is offensive or not, I can't believe Christians are asking that question. Um, but but yes, they're absolutely nice. they're absolutely separate. I, I don't know. Hey, it's progress. I think he just called me a Christian. <laughs> so-called Christians. I can't believe so-called question, Christians are asking but... that question. Um, I, yeah, the, the Holy Spirit is com- wholly and completely separate from human conscience. Like our consciences are, yeah. The Holy Spirit exists without humanity. So I think you, maybe you've done a good job of, well, I don't know if you define the Holy Spirit necessarily, which is okay. Maybe you don't need to, but... Um, I don't know if may- we can. Maybe it'd be helpful then, what would you call your definition of human conscience? Not consciousness, but the the human conscience. Right, like we're going back in the sixties. Yeah, it, it's it, it would hey, be man. it would Get be some of that a, weed, yeah. a yeah. thing that um that helps to guide us that 
I mean, the, the, the imagery is the angel on one shoulder and the devil on mm-hmm. the other. And which one are we going to listen to? So that's, that's the imagery. And we can, we can obey it or go against it. Um, it can be developed. I think like Zach said, it can be changed by factors. Um, but like the conscience, like, like the mind, what is the mind? The mind isn't necessarily your brain. Uh, no, I know. There's a lot of those that are really uh, like, I'll come back to that. Boil, like there's a, we could go down rabbit trail. So if we can try to narrow it and, and I, but by the way, I like fully appreciate that this is not an easy, <laughs> this is not right. an easy one for us to right. try to, which is why it's an interesting topic. Thank the spirit. It's a, it's a hard one. <laughs> it's, it's a hard one to nail down. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's okay for us to have opinions on this. I don't think there's, I don't know if there's anyone who can like quantitatively give you the perfect definition of exactly what it is and, yeah. how, it, and how it works. It's hard. It's, it's hard. It's hard to define in, in with a, a sentence of being, uh, I think, uh, but I guess if we tried, I guess it would be something like that, that thing that says whether we should do something or not. And, and just like the follow-up question, then do we, do you, is there, is there, is conscience only directing us towards good indicating when, when, We've like indicating and urging us towards good, or is there a conscience that can steer steer us negative to to the bad? That's a very good question, and that kind of goes along with the whole total depravity question. Um, I I think I think there, and I this is where I would have caveats and not speak in absolutes, but I I I I'd say for the most I would lean more towards that humans have a default conscience that leads them away from bad. It's hard to see that in kids, I guess, because the kids do a lot of Is that evil the, like the, things. And then, and then their conscience has to be distorted to do bad things as an adult. They have to, they have to become numb to their conscience. So it's not their yeah. conscience influencing to that. It, it is a... It, numbing or ignoring of their conscience. So maybe what it sounds like you're saying is your conscience by its nature guides you towards the right decisions to make. And, and it's, it's a choice to ignore or suppress that, that would lead you to be, be okay with doing. Yeah. I'd I'd say for the most part now, now in societies where they, they have as, as like their base actions of society are, inherently yeah. uh, go against God's law, then it's, it's hard to say because like, this is the only thing, you know, but I do think that God does through the Holy spirit. Yeah. Uh, God does give, God does hold people accountable to a conscience that he puts on their heart. Like Romans one talks about. Is that the law was written on, on your hearts? Yeah. Is that the, is that, that yeah. and so, passage? Yeah. And so, so there is, there okay. is that conscious. Now, of course I'm putting, a, I'm setting aside like mental disorder, chemical yeah, brain chemistry. And that, that feels that's, fair. That's, that's a fair separate yeah. conversation. Yeah. For me. Yeah. That, that's a whole can of worms that, that, which leads into like how much free will do we actually have based on your, your diet, your cult, well, cultural context, all that stuff. Um, 
Okay, I looked up. I was just looking up conscience in Wikipedia. There's a a full definition, but at the tail end, it says religious views of conscience usually see it as linked to a morality inherent in all humans to uh, yeah I think that's God. good and then oh, that, that morality the yeah. scale can change based upon the the culture yes because you could go I mean if I were to slap a woman here in my culture in the United States Hat tip, Deacon Jones. I oh, and I did that somewhere in a different um, culture, or a man, and it was accepted. The morality, the what's what is okay within a culture is very different than what's okay with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit would be like treat like Jesus would not be here slapping people across the face. He wouldn't. Okay. So, uh, and I I get that. I think, I think, but that leads to in terms of the, so conscience, if, if, if you look at like our human definition of what that is, and it has to do with morality and how we act and treat people, um, that is very different because it, Mm. it will, it, it will be very diverse across cultures, but the whole Jesus sending the Holy Spirit to live in us. And that is our, I mean, truly, if someone is with the Holy Spirit, then they, there is a check and balance there. Like it doesn't matter what your culture is. There is a certain way to be, to act, to speak with, with people Mm -hmm. regardless of, of the culture. Of culture. Yeah. Did you ask if the the conscience could make you do something wrong? Just well, there, that was a sub-question that I had. That's was a tough. That do, is a tough do question. Do we view the conscience as something that only is designed to help guide you towards the good versus the evil? So, um, okay, well, let me let me pose it this way, and I don't mean to like deconstruct it too much, but... I wonder. I wonder if conscience is a combination of the human and the divine, like if there is, and that the Holy Spirit can exist uh, separately and influence as well, and and be a separate influence. Because I believe that there are people who can live a life without the Holy Spirit, without allowing the Holy Spirit to uh, influence them. Well, if we if we kind of equate it to uh like your parents your parents influenced you they influenced your conscience but they're not you so they're they're just ontologically separate yeah so so i'll start with like i i think that there are people who who can exist who um have prevented the holy spirit from influencing them so they will live a life with without being filled by or influenced by the holy spirit and I think that there is a natural part of humans as made in the image of God, which is this combination of the the human and the divine, which which can still manifest as like law was written on your hearts at the at like at your core, and with exceptions for people who are pathological social like uh like have extreme psychopaths, major mental issues recognize we we all as humans tend to recognize the same sort of things 
you know, uh, stealing is not right. Murdering is not right. I'm not, I know we can go find all these special exceptions, but in general, like let's, Mm -hmm. let's pick the worst versions of all these things. They're not right. And we, and we recognize those things. And so, uh, and so what I think is there is a, like a foundational level of us living as, as humans who can function with this just base level conscience. And it can inform us at these like basic levels. And I think that it becomes much elevated just as uh, when the Holy Spirit comes into play, just as like we, as we become Christians and choose to follow Christ and follow the life that Christ has for us, which, which we believe is elevated, which is a better life that, that now it's, it's a different level of influence that comes into us. Whether or not that works in conjunction with your conscience, or they're separately, or, or they're like tag team, or it's a telephone. I, I don't know. I don't know how that piece works, but I do. That's that's one idea that kind of struck me is is maybe this is how we're encountering these sorts of things because otherwise it's hard to explain those who like are not Christians and would never profess to be Christians and yet still recognize good from bad, good from evil, right? Or even decisions that someone makes, whether it's it maybe it's not right or wrong. It was just a decision you made, and someone say, "How could you make that?" It was like, uh, just God told me. Like we said, we weren't going to talk about that, Jeff. Only the bad stuff, and and so uh, that <laughs> threw me off. Um, there, Too much whiskey. But there's there's where I see a separation of. You that's not conscience though. That's that's different. That's why I'm like that's not the you're same. You're reasoning question. that out though. I know because the question is about conscience and it's about what is influencing you whether or not you're doing good or evil. Now that's why like the decision between should you move to to Boise or should you move to Spokane, Washington, isn't a choice between good and evil. No, that's just like whatever you can choose to reason that out however you want to. That's di- that's a different type of question. I'm not asking about the will of God per se. I'm asking about how we, like as Christians, I think it does the morality comment. I think you made one of you made the comment of like morale. You did when you looked up Wikipedia. Morality, I think, is a key piece of the puzzle in there. Is where it really needs to hinge around. It's not about making life decisions. Of I think that's a good distinction. right. And Scott made the point of like depending on how you grew up, your parents like they've kind of defined a little bit of what morality yeah. is. Yeah. So there's many yeah, of our decisions depends, are not moral decisions. It depends what your barometer is too. Cause I could, you could think of tons of examples of people may, may like take, what if somebody is sheltering somebody that is an enemy of the state and they're a very, uh, their bent is to never lie, cheat, steal or anything like that. And they're forced to lie and Frank to a government official to protect people under their care, it's like, you know, maybe it, to some of us it might seem like stupid. Well, yeah, you lie, but to other people, it's like I, I need to be truthful in all things, and their barometer is set to being truthful, truthful in every context. And so, you know, then it gets into like, what is the greater good? Yeah, the greater good what, question. And and so the it's a whole can of worms. So the the barometer acts, aspect which is going to be based on your cultural upbringing and context, you know, people have, would have a different true north in their conscience that's going to vary. In that, rega- in that regard, like that with, that, with that scenario, 
the Holy Spirit supersedes yeah. uh, morality. I think you're right. Well, or, or law. It, it provides the it, yeah, right. It provides it the hierarchy, right? Go, it super yes. It supersedes all governments. I think you're right. Because law and morality aren't the same. Aren't the same thing necessarily. Yeah, True. related, not the same. Yeah, no. Th- th- I think that makes a lot of sense actually, and that's a good example where you're putting a situation that that Anne Frank example is perfect. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I like, agree with that. Okay, and we have a biblical example too of that. Yeah, and if we're asked that to- whore. <laughs> she's made it to the hall of faith in Hebrews 11. She has a name. She was faithful. And if we're asked to provide and what's her name? <laughs> provide for, for I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Oh my God. I feel terrible. Uh, Rahab. Rahab. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Rahab lied to the people of the town to protect. I was blanking on her spies. name and I was hoping you would. Is, is oh yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. And she, she was in the hall of faith. And by the uh, way, she had a profession that would be akin to some of the facilities that three out of four of us have visited in the past. <laughs> um, and she's in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews, yeah. in the book of Hebrews. And that's not an excuse for any individual behavior, but life, man, if you pay attention to the Bible, it's it's pretty clear that um, life is a little more gray in how things get done and how God works is a little more gray than the you know, be good and you're, you're, or, well, or, I do think, I think you do have to make the assumption that she didn't stay a prostitute, that, that she, she, if we make that assumption, we're going beyond the text. Well, it's m- possible. Maybe, but, but she was, no, we are going beyond the text. I'm not saying, I'm not saying you're not right. Wait. I'm not saying you're wrong. That's what I just said. <laughs> but, but, I'm not saying you're right. I'm saying you're wrong. Any assumption, <laughs> any assumption that Rahab went through that moment, protected those people, and then stopped becoming a prostitute—that's not what the text says. So we're, we are making that assumption. But, but I, I think it's it's a reasoned assumption that she was making a declaration that she's going to be faithful because she's she's professing faith in the God of Israel, and that she would from that point she would be obeying the laws of the God of Israel. Um, it's, it's not specifically stated in the text, but I think it's a reasonable assumption that yeah. it's a side point, but I do like, uh, I do like the, the underlying comment there, which is uh, in spite of the messiness. Uh, and that's the part that we see in the Bible is like, it's not uh, you're seeing how God acts in spite of the messiness of, of how humanity tries to make the world work. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, they were all messy. They're it still is messy. It's there are very to be messy. few people in the Old Testament who were the people of God who didn't have problems, morality problems. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's it, it's true. And ungodliness problems. Yeah. I I take comfort in that actually. Yeah, I do too. And it's also frustrating for me um, when you get self righteous Christian politician or big Christian leader that expects people that do not call themselves Christians to be- behave in a way that they would want them to behave. Uh, it's, it's, it can get, it's very frustrating to me when it's like, can you believe what these people, can you believe what those people are doing? It's like, they don't have your context for what is right and wrong. Um, what do you mean? There's you a people? serious <laughs> self-righteousness problem. Yeah, and, and that, that might be fair. Uh, it, I guess, I don't want to go into a political thing. Or I guess I don't I go wherever, but uh, 
the problem becomes if they're if they're trying to pass laws that are along those same lines um and and what should as a christian what should you do about that so that's do, why i think the only p- proper christian political position to take is anarchy continue andy do we have so uh, maybe we don't have consensus but it feels like at some level each of us believes that there is a connection between these things at some level and maybe there's a varying degree of what we believe the connection is between the Holy Spirit yeah. and the human well, like, conscience. Can you can any of us define the Holy Spirit? I think oftentimes we use metaphor to describe and personify something that is not a person at all or a um there's not like an individual entity, like there is the Holy Spirit over there, and now the Holy Spirit is over there. Something that is by definition spiritual is is there any there to the Holy Spirit? Like that's where the Holy Spirit is. And now the Holy Spirit's over here or the Holy Spirit can't be in this spot. I just pointed to myself. It, I don't know why. It, it, <laughs> I agree. It feels very, un, it feels mystic. Uh, I'm thinking of the movie with, uh, I think it is Matthew McConaughey. And there's like uh, metaphor, a, Jeff can't use metaphor. Sorry. There's like That's, different I did not um, just say that. dimensions and there's that we use metaphor interstellar. for reason. interstellar and and all the while there's like once they see the dust like in where the the books are being knocked off the shelves it's like there's something there but I can't it's there but I can't quite define it. I can't tell you exactly what is going on. Because you can't see yourself from the future trying to communicate to you (laughs) now (laughs) to be very literal from the movie. (laughs) But something is happening and I know it's happening. And to take it a step further in enacting the Holy Spirit, it's like you feel it, you know it, it's directing you. You're on the precipice of an action, a decision, a moment and do you go in that yeah. direction or do you do you hold back because you're not quite sure? So there Or do you test it because yeah. it should be tested? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm always in the testing. So it's uh, I it's yeah. it seems very untouchable. And it's mystic. Fun- functionally, sometimes like testing something that I, I'm not sure I'm getting an answer from God, like what would testing look like? I think sometimes we could, it could be helpful to simplify it to what is the fruit of this direction? What if I go in this direction that I feel like maybe I should go or what is the fruit of it? How is this going to affect myself? Even even if it's good for myself, how is it for the, my surrounding sphere of influence for, for my local community or family? Um, it, what it, is there any damage from that or is yeah. it fruitful for that? Um, What's been helpful for me is, and I don't always follow this. This is not like the... the <laughs> give us the answer, Andy, please. Well, this, that's why I said what's helpful for me. It's not the, it's not the answer, but it's like if there is something that I, I feel like this is the Holy Spirit prompting me in a direction, then there's three other things that tend to line up if it if it feels like if it's going to confirm it which is um like i can i can find some representation or some support in scripture like something or or there's not at least direct conflict of the thing right like if i'm sitting here feeling like the holy spirit's telling me that i need to go and 
abduct a bunch of babies, then like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, that's science. <laughs> and then and then the other part is no, but Andy would give them a better life. Let's be honest. Yes, like, I would. Wherever ha- those babies are and whoever they are, I hope they're tall babies, and we'll have a tall baby basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> I have an incredible visual of actual tall babies with with baby fat. Mine have lanky hey, arms. Hey, pass me the ball. Uh, that was my baby shack. It's <laughs> not good. It's not a good impersonation. So, uh, it's it, yeah. It's not gonna. It's not gonna contradict scripture. Um, uh, I'll try to take time to pray about this and feel like that there. It'd be great if I got confirmation in some format or at least no contradiction in my prayers. And then the last one is like people that I know that I trust that who know God and I know, know God and I, and I trust their wisdom. Um, those sorts of things, like when all those seem to line up, then, then yes, it feels like, yes, this is trustworthy of the Holy spirit. That is a lot of shit to do to try to, to try to like heat check every single thing that you think might be the Holy Spirit. And you can't always do that when you're no. outside of a strip club wondering if you should go <laughs> in or not. <laughs> and, so, and you can't always do that for anything. So, it, right. so it's some, to some level, like we, we have to discern the small things on our own in real time and maybe pick a couple of those things that we can rely on. And hopefully the larger things where we're like, it feels like the Holy Spirit is calling me to take on a life of solitude in the Antarctic okay, why don't I, this seems like a bigger one. I should really go through those steps. So those are things, that's not the answer. Those are things that have been helpful to me. And I'm sure they're helpful to a lot of people out, out there. And it's the answer. It is also the answer. <laughs> also, it's the answer. Okay, can I have another beer? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we can get into discussion on whether the Holy Spirit's a person, but um, uh, yeah, just because we, I mean, we can't see. I call my Holy Spirit Derek. <laughs> we can't see we can't see the Holy Spirit, but I, I think, <laughs> yeah, just it being something separate from us, I think is the important aspect. Right. And yeah. That that answers a lot of questions. We might separate, but inside of us. Yeah, the Holy Spirit can be inside. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't think there's a separation. I I like to think of. Um, oh, I don't like this. Oh, can, you, he opened a Modern Times Orderville, which is good. Maybe it's just the contrast between the two. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm it's sorry. It's a huge I contrast. You. It is a contrast. No, I, is that trade? now? Is that the Holy Spirit convicting you, or is that just your regular ass conscience? No, I don't want to take away from your drinking. It, uh, no, this one is purely human. This is the devil on my shoulder. No, no, this is this is the conscience guiding me towards the better thing, which is amalgamator. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the metaphors are helpful. Um, but really contemplating the Holy Spirit, this, this would lead into, uh, part of my, what are you consuming segment if we get to that, but contemplating like, what is the Holy Spirit side diversion? I was having a conversation of the Trinity. I think I was talking to a friend about like my struggles with like, what is it? What even is the Trinity? It's a total stoner conversation. What even is this it? This was recently? Uh, like that? No, it was a while ago. Oh, okay. But Man, what uh, even is it? I'm not going to lie. I, I think about it more often than than most probably. It's never spoken of directly in the Bible. Um, <laughs> never named directly. True. Um, they, they came up with it, we have um, to infer after it after the fact. 
all, all true, and I wouldn't say that that discredits the idea of the Trinity. Yeah, it's okay. I, I just think it's a it's an interesting and complicated question. But I was voicing some like what what is the Trinity? De- definitely, this person that I was talking to was not stoned. In case you recognize this conversation, I may or may not have been. Um, but what even is it, man? And I was I was describing it. <laughs> And describing my thoughts of like the interconnection, how's this work? Like real, and th- their answer was like it's simple, and I was like, I was so offended. Uh, I was like, what was is, the simple answer? Well, it's just Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Like, how unsatisfying is that? Like, yeah, yeah I know that's what people describe the Trinity as. The files are in the computer, but <laughs> we're talking about okay. There's a a, a human man that was born but then died and ascended and is still physically somewhere right now with the father, which is not a human, which is spirit. And then there's this the spirit. There's three different things. And how does this, like the more you think about it seriously, the less I think you can be like, it's simple, man. But that's the answer I got. And I was like, Aww. it was like, play the Debbie yeah. Downer music or the price is wrong, bitch. Bum, 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 bum. I'm That's actually, how I felt. I, I I take comfort in the complexity of that and other topics like that. Mm. That that it, I agree. That we're not going to unpack them. If it is that simple, it actually worries me more. Yeah, the God the the God that's simple to explain is not is, a God is, at all. Yeah, is that a God to be worshipped? That's kind of well. Um, well and there's no then yeah. faith is not part of the equation then either. It's just belief. Or knowing, or or pretending to know, yeah, or thinking you know, but you you really can't. Like yeah, it's it's a sad yeah. position. I don't know. Maybe I'm not saying exactly what you're saying, but I think no, it's you, the same ballpark. I think you are saying the same thing. It, it is it is a sad position, but there is. I I take solace in the complexity and and uh, a little bit of hope in that I'm not. I can't get. I can't easily get to the bottom of those things because if I could, then then God becomes very small. Yeah, I would. I would probably separate the faith, the aspect of faith, I'd separate it from the simplicity or complexity. Um, faith, faith, I think, involves something else and not not the, not how complex God is. Um, but on the Trinity, if you're like struggling with the Trinity, I think it's important. I, I think just get rid of like. Don't think about the Trinity. Think about what Scripture says about God and about Jesus, and then what do you do with those those similarities? Don't it, even think about the Holy Spirit. Well, you got okay, okay, okay. Sure, you've heard of the Trinity. Do you know about the Linity? Yeah, well, 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 just like a line. No, it, but linear Linity. Well, just to reduce the initial sure. complexity, uh, is just start out with two, and and how how do you, if the things that are said about God that only God can do, he going to teach you that could only be, uh, no, because I mean other other people struggle with this, not just Zach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> believe believe it or not, Andy, <laughs> other people. <laughs> um, and not just progressives too. I mean, like actual oh, Christians. Oh wow! Keep going. Keep actual digging. Actual Christians struggle with this. Um, <laughs> so good. Oh 
much. I love you so hard. That right was now, worth Scott. 17 points. That was great. Um, if there's a 17 pointer on the basketball court, you just hit it. That is A plus conservative trolling, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Next level. Yeah, but the things that are said of God that can only be applied to God, if those are also applied to Jesus, then how do you reconcile those? And that's what I think the the people who um when they had the council or whatever it was in the hundreds or six hundreds or three hundreds or whatever, um, that, that, that's what they were trying to do. They didn't start with the Trinity. They were working with how do we reconcile these attributes that can only be applied to God? How, and they're applied to Jesus. So what do we do with that? And then how does the Holy spirit being sent, being there in the beginning and being sent by God and sent by Jesus and, it's okay if the things aren't yeah. explicitly called out in the Bible. They can be implied to the level that, like, we we would use yeah. our we would use the level of uh, literary scrutiny everywhere else. Like, for example, if I was reading a page and the page said, "and and in the year twenty twenty, he became the president, and he and he was an older gentleman, what? and he liked to sniff a Who, lot of me? people." Say, what? <laughs> Are you talking about Joe Biden? I didn't say Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I did not say Joe Biden. Yeah. But like so, the, so we use like the inference happens. And, Have your daughter come in, and I think that's that's typically that's typically <laughs> the logic that's used for the for the Holy Trinity as is is a proof of its existence. While it's not all packaged up nicely and neatly, the inference and the pieces are all there. It describes each of them individually, and right. and some of their relations. Maybe not every single part of the triangle is uh, described in one clean spot, but throughout the Bible, it is. I, right, right. Oh, sorry. I, I was just going to say, uh, I, I do like going a little bit back to the mystery part of it um, and it, kind of embracing the mystery. That has been very helpful for my personal faith. You didn't say embracing the mystery? No, no, no. no. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at the modern times and agreeing with oh, Scott. Oh, not liking it? Okay. With Scott, they're like, this is not a good back-to-back. Well... I'll agree with you. I'm still going to drink I'll it. I'll power yeah. through it. Yeah, but. You guys are finishers. <laughs> yeah. Mike. Sorry, sorry, Zach. I, I didn't become you. friends with non-finishers. Yeah. No, the, the mystery of of life, really, and whatever, whatever ultimate reality is behind this this whole thing that's going on, um, just recognizing how little of a grasp we have on it. And I, I think it should add, and it has for me for sure, a healthy dose of humility to what what you should be doing in life and where you need other people to be. And right, I think that's needed now more than ever. And I, I hope this conversation moves the ball just a little bit forward for maybe like four people that maybe needed a little nudge into, uh, well, there's just, there's so much like A and B thinking, binary thought, like you're either on this side or this other side. And for people who aren't Christians, there's like this need. All humans have this drive towards religiosity. And uh, like Jonathan Haidt, the evolutionary psychologist, I think that's what he does, uh, talks about like humans are like, we. his language is we evolved to be religious. Like we are religious people. And so people that don't have a faith they're practicing, they find other ways to express it. And very often it ends up fundamentalist. And so I think we all know people, whether it's left or right politically or left or right on the Christian spectrum, whatever it is, there can be fundamentalist versions of both. And, and 
it's not healthy. Like this, you are with me or you are against me in whatever it is. And I, I think the mystery can be very helpful to, to like take a step back. Yeah. And like, I don't know everything and, and neither do you. And so let's, let's do this walk together and find out what the, what the best way is to thrive and uh, connect with each other. And I know that's a little bit, you know, vague, but that's kind of how life is more often than we would like it to, because it's not comfortable to live in the gray and the, like the unknown. Um, but right now everything is a versus B. Yeah. I think that's a good way of putting it. It feels like society has slouched towards the binary and, and leaving no room in between. And, and there's such a deep discomfort with the gray area that, uh, we don't we don't allow for it, and so uh, we we've we've given ourselves over into um, the comfort of certainty. The binary sells, man. That's why we're just you know we're in the middle class of podcasts. I'm gonna write a book. Not on super binary. <laughs> comfort of certainty. Ironic though. Ironic By comfort. Is it ironic that uh, this podcast is going out on the backs of all the ones and zeros out there? Binary. Does it trip you out to know that they're not Good exactly point. ones and zeros? Uh, yeah, because there's... Have you heard of quantum computing, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shout it out It could to, be both a zero and a one at the same time. Shout Zach. out to Dr. Deuterology. <laughs> God, uh, man. The ones are not exactly... A, it's not 100% a one. It's not 100% a zero. Um, okay, so, so the gray... Um, well, I shouldn't say but, sorry. Above average, but not and super good movie uh, by Liam Neeson. Zach, are Rick. there things that you are unwilling to compromise on? Yeah, but define where where do I... Well, I in, 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 the, in the context that you were just speaking of society as uh, uh, being uh, a, and a or B and not respecting the gray. I love my wife and my kids and I tolerate my puppy and I will do anything to uh, protect my wife and my kids and to oh, a lesser degree, my puppy. And okay. if something happens to the puppy that no one was really planning on, we'll <laughs> okay, make but, it through. Yeah. So that's, so that's, that, that's, there's nothing else. I'm to find else, out what it destroyed later. There's nothing else that you won't compromise on. I think I need, like, I feel like you're setting a trap. Yeah, I think well, I need a little trappy. more. Uh, uh, okay. Let's go to an extreme. Clarification. Let's go to an extreme. Pedophilia. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't approve right, of it. Right. So, so you okay? Not so, good. So, so that'd be something that you'd be like, not no, okay, we we can't, it. we're not going to have that in society, right? Wouldn't okay. Yeah, but I would say, right. like, at a certain point, um, like, take tread carefully. <laughs> I know. Oh my god. <laughs> what? what this like, is you this left is, me to give you an extreme. I, I, I'm no, just trying I, to find. That. I know, but. To, to everybody, like what they where they go to is like a small child, and which, you know, yes, that's terrible. Children, we don't let children make decisions. They don't have agency. We don't give them agency for a lot of good reasons. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll tread carefully for you. So okay, the difference between like a fifteen year old and an eighteen year old not not that big of a difference. It's is very that, different than right yeah, than yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a twenty year old and a nine year old. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. That was a really pithy way of doing what I was going to take like five minutes to do. I was, well, I just, (laughs) you saw it. I got it. Yeah. Um, Okay. But, but so there'll be nothing else. Once again, Scott's been talking with the Mormons lately. (laughs) Continue, Scott. No, and and we don't, we don't have to go down this line. Welcome back, Jeff. I don't think that, I don't think the argument is that there's no binaries at all. 
Well, no, but that's oh, what is I, that where you're going? That's what I was asking oh. because no. you said you. No, that's, you're not saying there's no binaries. That's what it seemed like you were saying. So that's why I was just trying. You could to, have just asked, like, is there right or wrong? Well, that's what I was. I, then he doesn't get fun. to thought, try and box you in, Zach. Then he doesn't I get to I set it, ask that. I thought I did. You were trying to that's trap a new a, voice today on Trap a Liberal <laughs> with Scott Holbert. Hi, I'm here to trap you. <laughs> I like that new voice. That's a new. That's a new Scott character voice. Scott voice. Uh, How about we, this straw man? We can, we can, we can uh, oh, come back sure. to that the next episode. No, I, um, and I don't disagree. Like, there's, yeah. there are, there's a, there's a place for binaries. When you raise kids, you give them sure. binaries yeah. constantly. Don't run in the street. Yeah, you might. There, there's never a context with which you, the four year old Aubrey, in my context, is running in the street. That's never okay. And you enforce that, and hopefully, you set it up to where you don't have to like yell at them and traumatize them for it. But then eventually they get older and it's like, oh, you can go on the street now. Like, but Fast forward, she was the worst at playing cul-de-sac baseball because she would never go to first. <laughs> yeah. She just hit I the ball. Like, my dad told me not to run. <laughs> I traumatized her. I can't run, I can't run to first. I well, created well, then you're a- out every time, Aubrey. Yeah. She's so street conscious that uh, I created a f- street conscious fundamentalist. <laughs> no, uh, but yes. No, but yes. Yes and no, Scott. That's what it is. It's just binary. It's just yes and no. Can I somebody say maybe maybe it's safe to say that there are more gray areas than people think there are. It doesn't mean that there aren't binaries, but maybe that maybe there's more grays than we expect, than we operate under. Yeah, for three out of the four of us, there, <laughs> there, there, is, there is a pretty hard... That's fair. That's fair. No, you guys don't, you guys don't realize... Who's the third? Who's the, third, the one? The fourth is Scott. In my example, oh, it was okay. going to be. It was going to be yeah. in the context of our marriages. There's there's a binary like in or out. Like you do not go out. Like you don't have. We have this this type of affection for each other. Right. This type of intimacy. Mm. And uh, Scott, uh, while he is in a relationship, he doesn't. He's in an open relationship, and we can never know exactly what his rules are. And that's just the way yeah. it goes, right, Scott? That's that's true. And, and so if I you're will... interested in that, Scott at brosbiblesbeer.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm just kidding. Scott's single. Holy Spirit, yo. <laughs> yeah, no one would believe I have I'm in a relationship. So yes, anyways. there are binary the, mo- the most open of all relationships. <laughs> yeah. Um so Zach, would you say <laughs> in your the marriage the you don't have free will? Uh no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Well, okay. I, I, it's like a actually it's like a uh it's it's like a willingness to give up your ah, will. Okay, okay. So okay. Oh, with, no okay. free will with caveats. <laughs> I willingly give up free will. I don't know. I think a good healthy marriage is going to have a good dose of doing things and compromising that where yes. if you had a free will, you would not be doing. Yeah. It's like, why would you uh, take the vows if you <laughs> wanted to maintain your complete autonomy? It's a good example of like, if you take an individual aspect of like, you're violating your free will in this relationship. You're violating, yeah. Like, okay, if you just looked at that rela- that individual thing, it's like, why will you do that? But you got this beautiful thing, this b- big, beautiful thing called. Don't talk a about your wife like that. Oh, and oh. Uh, <laughs> thank you for letting me finish, Scott. <laughs> Scott's good friends with my wife, so he can get away with this. She'll slap well, him later. Well, She'll slap him I later. I might not be able to get away. In, in case you word. don't know, we, we're all friends. Wouldn't use the word big to describe what you said. <laughs> no, nobody would. She's smaller. She's a small lady. Uh, the, I, anyway. I think that's good. It's the it's the belief that that somehow the trade off is worth more in the end. Yeah, 
Yeah, the the sacrifice. Right. And, and it, that's the complexity yeah. of life. It's a good metaphor for life in general. Like you make trade-offs and if you have a healthy life, you're often making trade-offs and not dwelling on the things. If you pick one individual thing, it could spin you off into a lifetime of anxiety and depression. And I know those things happen chemically too. It's not just like how you make decisions. I'm not saying that, but like the prophet, overall, like the prophet Paula Abdul once said, mm. it's like two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, wow. we God. come together. God bless her. Because opposites, opposites attract. attract. Yeah. yeah. That's what Jeff was going to say. And you know what? It's not binary or it's not gray. It's a matter of fact. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Okay. Uh, Let me kick us off with the next. Oh, you're going to control this, Mr. Corporate? (laughs) (laughs) Someone's got to help us land this. One of our listeners at least would be mad at you, Andy, right now. But yeah. Well, you know what? She can deal with it. Oh, whoa, I whoa! Oh, yeah. like you're you're misgendering him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, uh, let's go in reverse <laughs> order. Let's do this. Reverse order. Oh, Cow- yeah. Cowboy order. Ca- what order? Cab. What is that? Reverse uh, no, cowboy. Nope. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Jeff is the only one laughing at his own <laughs> joke. Bob laughing at your reactions. Just imagining Jeff. Uh, honey, could we do cowboy order tonight? <laughs> it would really, really arouse me. If we're gonna... like, so lay down. It's like Ed McMahon or something. Oh my God. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> One time my I wife just, went... I don't know if it works that way. The conscience so. and the Holy Spirit <clears throat> just ran away from each other. <clears throat> Scott, what have you been consuming since last we met? <laughs> we, I'm sorry. We've we lost, just we've really lost that. deteriorated. We've lost him. And this time it's my fault. Usually it's these other guys' fault. This time it's my fault, these I guess. Guys. Scott, that was legitimately funny. Um, people- I just want to give a shout out. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to give a shout out to uh, my homeboys. Uh, I'll go in alphabetical order. The second, so, second place Mountain View softball team? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, I'll Maybe. go in alphabetical order so I don't hurt anyone's feelings. Oh, okay. Uh, a, a, B, C, D. Oh, okay, so God. I'll do Austin, Avery, Kogan. Avery? Avery, Avery? No. Oh. No. Um, <laughs> well, we like you too, other Chris. Sorry, other Avery. Wait, Chris comes before Kogan. Chris and... Sydney, who else? Oh, Bree, she never shows up though. So I'll just give a shout out to my homies, my Bible study. You know, down there in Alabama. Wait, they listening? not in your Bible study? What's, What's he doing? No, no, Bree's not in the Bible study. She was, she was on vacation. I don't know who Bree is, but Avery. No, it's a different, different, not, I don't hang out with people from Mountain View other than you guys, so. Wait, Avery, no, 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 Avery no, no. doesn't go to Mountain View. You I'm talking about softball. Avery. You brought him. Oh yeah, Avery. Yeah. Yeah, that Avery. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I said Avery. I was. <laughs> it's nice when we don't use last names. Yeah, we're all sure. I don't even know. Wait, hi Avery. Yeah, I, do. I anyway, miss you, buddy. Just shoot, shouting out. Shooting I miss out. your beard. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. Uh, roll call. What? Do, what do you? Oh, and roll call. Roll call. Yeah, just saying hi. They uh, listen. They've been listening. Okay, cool. I tell Good. them not to, but they don't listen to me. You've been consuming them, or the Bible study has been consuming. 
No, he uh, wanted to do. Or a you shout just want to give a shout out, just general shout, shout out. out. Yeah. I like that. That's yeah. good. Well, I'm glad you let them listen as their your their Bible study leader, <laughs> Sydney and, uh, and Avery. What up? I, I probably missed somebody, but that's okay. That's all right. That person will become more progressive as they continue to listen and um, meld with the 25 percent that I occupy over here, <laughs> and the 15 percent of my occupation. That's that's. <laughs> what do you serve over there? Like McDonald? McDonald, McDonald, come on, <laughs> Jeffrey, come on, man. Uh, for you, uh, I have been consuming. Well, I I finally got to consume one of my favorite uh, shows, and that is South Park. Paramount bought uh, the rights. Love uh, Jesus and love with Jesus. What's the difference? And so they have a <laughs> nice. brand new episode. Um, it's it's just fantastic, but. Um, anyway, I would have never downloaded the Paramount Plus app and I, I got it because I wanted to watch the episode and it was fun. I watched it with my wife and we laughed and it was, you know, a fun 40 minutes, however long it was. Um, but outside of that... Do you think that grieved the Holy Spirit? Sh- That's my chicken pot pie, pie, kitty. <laughs> you, you get it? You will never, you would never, <laughs> ever believe what Cartman has become. It's fantastic. You would not believe. It's incredible. You would believe it. Uh, it anyway, sick. the other thing, I was told this maybe by you, Andy, to maybe. watch Game of Thrones. I'd never seen no, one I didn't episode. Tell you to watch Medieval Porn. <laughs> <laughs> There's pornography from the 14th century. I would not tell you to do this. So I am now in the second season of Game of Thrones, and it's a it's it's a fun. Uh, How's your kids? How's your wife? <laughs> Dude, that's an early say, viral. That's early internet. I'm uh, mixing metaphors here. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, how's your husband too? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't do it. Though. Uh, Shoot, try. It's okay. They kill Yeah, everybody can't do it. Hey, that guy, the hide your kids, hide your wife guy, got yeah. into the intro for Kimmy Schmidt for the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which right. is a fantastic show. And they used him. <laughs> he said, well, some idiot decided to break in. Well. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I can't do that. I can't do that, guy. So you've been watching Game of Thrones. And, and South Park. And South Park. Same thing, really. Good. Wait till you get to the South Park Game of Thrones episode. <laughs> Your mind's going to explode. Explode. <laughs> so my mind, he My means- morality is gone. Yeah. I will say about uh, HBO shows. And just shows in general. Netflix is guilty of this too, especially early on when it was like when they were early in the Netflix original. I feel like there's this we got we have a mature rating and we are going to do things that we can do because we can do them and we're gonna throw them all in. And yeah. it's usually front loaded. And I think Game of Thrones is, although so I haven't watched the entire series, but it was the early few episodes where they're establishing this, like, we can do mature things with our TV writing. That guy said, maybe that part. Kind of. And then then it kind of balances out, and they focus more on, like, okay, let's write in the context of the show. And there's there's many shows that have done that, where it's like, yeah, maybe later on you'll get some nudity or sex or whatever, but it's more in context of the story and less like, oh, my gosh, here's a random orgy that we didn't need to show, but we just did because we can. Yeah, that's how the the beginning of Game of Thrones felt like that. Like we're doing it because we can. Yes, and so <laughs> I'm justifying it for you. Continue watching it and just be filled with the Holy Spirit while you do. That's I good. Watch it with the, your wife. I just love the good articles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just here for the articles. <laughs> nice. Uh, All right. Well, Zachary, 
I have been uh, reading slowly, although it's not a big book, uh, The New New Seeds of Contemplation by Thomas Merton, who is a Franciscan monk, or was. Is he still with us? I'm not sure. I should probably know that, but... uh, At what point do they become the old seeds? But it's on, it's a good question, and you can never know, which is why it makes it such a mystery. There's a lot of mystery in this book, and it's describing contemplating and meditating on God, and it has actually been very helpful for me in this, dare I say, season of life, of uh, mm. searching for ways to experience God and um, and pray and, and stuff like that. It's been very, very helpful. And it's... it's Trying to describe the experience with God, I would argue, is not actually describable. You could probably just touch on certain elements and get close. So if you imagine somebody doing it well, it's still going to be kind of a heavy read, even though it's a short book, where it's like, there's a lot to, okay, he just said that, I kind of get it, let me go back. And and literally, it almost makes you meditate on the book as you're thinking about contemplation and all that stuff. So hmm. it, it's a helpful thing, but it, it's been an exercise in being deliberate. And it was helpful because I started it mostly on my week off Thanksgiving week, going out of town and it was cold outside. So everyone was inside. And so I got to bundle up and go outside with with coffee and just be alone in, in kind of an open nature space. And it was very helpful to like kind of kickstart that book. So I'm like five chapters in or so and it's um if if that sounds interesting pick it up andy are you trying to experience god and pray more right now um uh, yeah because i don't i don't pray a lot right now i know um, and so it's it's like i'm i'm just trying to um i'm trying to practice being open um, having gone through the like, oh, do I even believe in God? Is God even real? Which I don't think is a, I kind of made that sound stupid, but <laughs> I think if you're in that, you need to go through that and, but really test it and, sure. and go through it. And so, I, but I, I did go through a little bit of a fundamentalist phase of like, because I don't think this is true. Therefore it's gotta be this and everyone else is an asshole. And, but, and then coming out of that, I'm, I'm trying to, Basically, another great book to read if you vibe with me at all is, uh, oh my God, I'm blanking on the name. How great is that? It's a Richard Rohr book. Um, it's about first and second half of life. Scott's favorite. Scott mm. Scott hates him. But um, I'm going to look it up while Andy's talking so I can mention the title later. You but can send it, put it in, this, in the notes. It's about first and second half of life. Now, first half of life is very very much binary to go back to what we were talking about. And second half of life is realizing how less things are actually binary and how you transcend where you were, but you include the people that are where you were. And it's a very wise look at, and that's where I'm trying to be is like, Mm. don't shit on where you you were just there, Zach. Mm. Why do you like, why are you in judgment of people that aren't where you literally just were? Yeah. Why are you pooping on Scott all the time? And um, that's Scott said. That's what Scott said, not it's me. That's what Scott visual. said. Create a, a bracelet. That's like that's what Scott said. Um, so I'm trying to challenge myself to like really like transcend things and keep growing, keep progressing, 
but in a wise and health, healthy way, but also look back and, and realize you're not above these people. You just were there and you might be back there as yeah. you go on your journey. That's so. a good place to be. That's a really good place I to be. I think so. I I'm, think, And it's helping me with all the mystery because I see a lot of mystery in life and in belief mm. and in ultimate truth right now. And it's helpful to like rest and not freak out. And you'd, I don't need to find a team to go join and be a fundamentalist. That's the, That would be the worst thing for me to do right now. Do you want to join my anti-fundamentalist team? Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> you have to adhere to these 10 tenants. Listen, there's a lot of rules for it, though. Oh, man. It's okay. You're already in. Send me the prospectus. Send me uh, the white paper. I went to Hawaii with the family for like eight days. And That's really great. And, I, and, <laughs> and the way I described it is uh, I deleted all the hard drives of my brain. Oh, and, good for you. And I, I went there and I brought two books with with the intention of reading both of them, and I didn't open either of them. Which and could be good, bad, but I'm guessing it was good. It, I think it ultimately was good. My conscience slash Holy Spirit being informing, informing my conscience didn't allow me to do it. What were the books, though? Can, the can books get a were Flexible Faith. I oh, Bonnie Christian. Keep going through that, which is a cool one, which is fun. Which uh, you've read a little bit in I've, this I've already podcast. read some of it. Yeah. I could have I I finished it off while we were there. The other one was just a fiction novel, Goldfinch. Um, and so I don't mind. I like good James Bond. Novels. Goldfinch. Goldfinch. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to sing Whoa. Goldfinger. Uh, Isn't that a band? But what I ended up doing, it is also a band. Here in my bedroom was their hit. You can look it up in the late 90s. Great song. Um. What I ended up doing more often than not was just waking up in the morning and watching the sunrise and drinking coffee and looking at the ocean and uh, decompressing from like felt like decompressing from two years. It was really, really, really good. And for whatever reason, I couldn't I couldn't muster my strength to pull out a book. It felt like this was the most more important thing for me to do. So I did that. And, um, but within the last week I have been consuming the Beatles documentary, get back, which oh, is yeah. on Disney plus and started it. They found not found There was 56 hours of documentary footage that had been filmed from the Beatles last. Um, it's the Beatles last album slash last public performance ever. And and I would use air quotes for public performance because it's them playing on the roof of the studio with speakers pointed down at the street down below. Uh, and it's cool because it's cool on many levels. It's cool because you're watching the Beatles like write these songs. You're watching them kind of in some ways muddle their way through these songs and you're listening to them do it and you're like, that's not right because I know what the end, I know what the, I know what get back sounds like. That's not it. And you don't know yet. And it's weird to watch the Beatles like not know yet that this isn't the right version of the song. And them to finally land on it. And you're like, yes. And even when they settle on it, it's like they don't know what it's going to become. Like there's, it's, no. it's incredible. It's very humanizing. You feel like you know the future. But the but what's really interesting is the, that they figured out how to ha somehow to have the quality of the film feels like this weird combination of yes, it was in the 1960s, but also it kind of 
feels very modernized too. So it doesn't feel old when you're watching it. You kind of feel like, well, this is what it would be like if they were in the room today and we'd be hanging out. So uh, as a, as a longtime Beatles fan, it's fun to watch that. And uh, both Lindsay, my wife and I uh, realized very quickly that we, we didn't know the depths of our, um, how much we despised Yoko Ono until we watched this. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. And just watching the awkward way that she inserts herself into everything, you're like, that bitch needs to leave. She ruined the Beatles, mm. clearly. Yeah, she had some magic. She must have had just magic, just magic. Magic. S- sexual. Magic. I was going to say emotional. Magic. Magic, sexual energy that John... Could just could almost said John Legend, John Legend just could not pull away from John John, John Lennon. That's how magnetic yeah. it was. It was so magnetic, magical, that and magnetic. They gave birth Imagine. to the perfectly skin toned John Legend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which most people don't know is that John Lennon and jo- Yoko Ono gave birth to John Legend. Yeah, which is the perfect mesh of their two names. Yeah, sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, Tom Lennon, or what's Tom Lennon? I think Julian. Julian, okay, Tom Lennon, Julian I think, Lennon. as a comedian. Sorry to you too, yeah. Tom Lennon. Well, yeah. Well, you too, that was a different guy. Though. Off the rails, guys. I mean, just, Off the rails. You too's a guy. <laughs> it's worth watching. It's long, and there are stretches where it's like, okay, I'm just watching them practice. Um, it's maddening, but the, but the high points are so good. When Billy Preston comes in for the first time, the Beatles invite him in, and he's, which I didn't realize this, in the middle of this documentary is when Martin Luther King Jr. gives his I Have a Dream speech. And they start talking about it. And there's a progression where they eventually bring in Billy Preston. Billy Preston is is black. And obviously the Beatles are all a white band. And there's that is a thing, especially in the late 60s, to, to, to deal with to that degree. But dude, when he sits in for the first time and the moment that he plays, it's weird. You see them all kind of, all the Beatles kind of straighten up a little bit. And like they've been dicking around for about, a week straight on their songs and kind of losing focus. And they all kind of like, Oh, this guy kind of knows what he's doing here. We got to, we got to kind of perform oh, yeah. a little Shit bit. Just got real. Yeah. Okay. But he nails it. Come and, on, he, John. and he's smiling the whole time and he's straighten just, your back. Listen, man. <laughs> yeah. I can't. Or is that Marley? <laughs> yeah. That wasn't even good. Wait, was there? <laughs> we got to, is it Jamaican? We're not going to. The Beatles were Jamaican. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> I don't know what to believe anymore what now. Kind of, what? Imagine all the people <laughs> living in this world, man. Oh, yeah, man. It's good, though. Awesome. If well. Don't do it all at once. I feel like you've got a little something to share with us, though, at the end, Zach. I do have a, a, a little good, something chambered. This is a cherry on the top. Zach. I have a good word. Just a good the, word. In, in this week in What Did Stephen Furtick Say Now? Out I like context. Um, a new we, segment we on... Entry. Okay. Take the uh, Old Town Road off of the uh, Billboard charts on country music because it was too different. They couldn't they couldn't find a category for it, and they said it's not country enough, but it's not rap enough, and we don't know what it is. It's different. That's why they crucified Jesus. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that lady in the background who's like, "That's right." Yeah. If you listen carefully, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. they couldn't right. find a spot. For th- that's right. There's a whole industry c- being created right now of like, can you believe what this this preacher said out of context? Uh, I went and listened to a longer clip, and it's it's still a little wonky, but 
it's not. I don't know. Well, I'm talking too much. I kind of wanted that. Just it's just, fun out of context. End. It's fun out of yeah. context. I'm. I don't want to be one of those that's like, oh, this guy. He said this, and well, we we've done that already, and we probably will continue to do that because it's worth doing from time to time. But, Twenty years ago, we would have said Jesus is the limp biscuit of our day. Yeah, yeah, but. Can you believe if we were Steve, Stephen Furtick twenty years oh, ago? Yeah, Scott's still that, doing. Uh, yeah, okay. Scott's still doing the math of the old oh, town yeah, road. Okay. Not genre defining. It had yeah. nothing to do with like him, like a, being in opposition to the state and upsetting the apple cart and what the religious and the leaders wanted in the state. And it, it was just it was about because old town it was road. different. It was different. He was just different. That's so right. I guess technically correct. You can't categorize it. He was it. different. We were I'll uncomfortable with that. Is it country? Yeah, is it that's like anybody. Anybody's different than the state. It's yeah. Like- and we're different. Hey, we are different people. Four of us. Different people. It's a different podcast than you wanted to listen to tonight, but you listen to it. And thank you. And you can find us at all the places at Bros Bibles Beer. And you can get a hold of us and leave a voicemail somewhere that somebody's going to tell me right now. BB, oh, anchor.fm slash pod is where you leave the voicemail. Yeah. Email us at brosbiblesbeer at gmail.com. And if you are single and interested in some hot conservative Bible action, <laughs> Scott at brosbiblesbeer.com. I will. I might check my email this week. And if you do nothing else if you don't do any of those things and you don't reach out to us do this one thing which is hit that little share button on your podcast app and send this to one other person who you think might find this interesting amen yes and that's actually i I would say that's more important to us than Uh doing the ratings and the reviews that's that's fine but like word of mouth that's right yeah just send it to them can i get a what what all right well boys thank you Love you you guys. Hey, it's been a few weeks. Thanks for coming back, Scott. Yeah. Jeff, Andy, this has been great. I love you. (laughs) 